got you. Sweet. Okay, we are live. Awesome. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Let's see. Heck yes. Okay, yeah, I see myself. This isn't... Okay, awesome. Do we usually have to give it a sec? No, it's, it's going. It's live. People are watching, I think. Oh, oh. I think maybe you can see the stats. I can't see any of the stats on my side. I see a little so. view counter on the top, top left. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't see anything. So. Okay, well, if you're already in here, boys, send it, put a comment in real quick so I can see it. Also, how much time do you have? I was, I was thinking about keeping like around an hour. Yeah, around an hour is solid. Yeah. Cool. Okay, okay. So we are we are live now. Okay. Okay. Okay, what's up, Yo. boys? How are you? Text a little bit in the chat for me. Acknowledge that you're here. If you click on the comments, then I think it pins it to the screen as well. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Sick. Is there? It's probably a delay. You think there's? Yeah, it, it it's like ten to twenty second delay. Dude, to be honest, I don't care if we have zero viewers. I'll still do this whole thing. <laughs> post it. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll post it as well. So, yeah. Okay, so also, while we're waiting a little bit, um, with Anchor, do you just like, so when I create the podcast through the Anchor, I don't have to post to Spotify? It just does it by itself? So, here's, so basically, Anchor is what Spotify created for you to upload podcasts. It's purely okay. for podcasts. So, Anchor is purely for podcasts, and if you were to do music, music is a completely separate thing, right? Music, uh, if you're going to post music, it's not through Anchor, it's through Spotify, some other thing that they have. Um, so yeah, you basically upload to Anchor, right? Anchor oh, yeah. is kind of like YouTube and then Anchor will post it onto, um, what's it called? The fucking, the fucking Spotify. Oh, why are you um, off your mic? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but how do, okay. <laughs> oh, here, Grady here. Chan is up in here. Hey, I need your help, bro. How do I turn on my mic? Dude, I was listening to it. You sound all right. Do I sound all right for you? Yeah, you sound fine to me. Great, you how... volume. Yeah. My volume might be a little bit louder on my microphone, so I don't know. No, your, your sound's amazing. Okay, anyways, we'll just get started. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay, welcome Logan Duong to the Alpha Awareness Society, the new podcast. What up? Very similar to what you teach. Go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit for me. Yeah, so uh, my name is Logan Duong, uh, founder and CEO of Alpha's Only Club. Basically, just a community of guys who seek to better themselves. <laughs> Spencer says, turn down your mic. I'll do that after. But uh, I'll try. I'll speak away from it. But uh, yeah, so basically a community of men who seek to better themselves, guys who share the same values um, in women, society. And uh, we just seek the truth. And uh, we stand up for what we believe in despite the consequences. So Absolutely. there we go. Absolutely. So I want to go in and get started here really quickly. Um, I have some couple of questions for you real quick. Okay, so my first question is, I want to, wanted to ask you, what inspires you to start making TikToks? Is it, that's what you started doing, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you yep. say, what made you just start doing, making TikToks and teaching other men how to talk to women, pretty much? So I saw, so I was always watching a bunch of uh, Coach Corey Wayne. I was following his work, like, religiously, just watching all of his videos, reading his book 10 to 15 times. 
Um, and then I'd, I always remember I'd try to share his work in school. Like, I was, I was in high school at the time, so, like, junior year and senior year. I was always trying to share his work with more dudes because I always, I always realized there was a problem. There's more dudes around me who needed this work. Um, and I was one of those dudes at first, right? I needed to hear some of the things that he had to say. And I was open to hearing what he had to say. And I realized more guys needed to hear what this dude had to say. I always remember trying to share his advice to other guys. And then they'd, they'd look at him and be like, oh, he's old. Or what he's saying doesn't make sense. It doesn't apply to what we're, what we're trying to learn today. And so I was like, okay, well, fuck you guys. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat what he's saying, right. In my own way. And I'm going to show you guys what he, his work does is it actually works and it works for younger guys like myself. So I just wanted to prove a point to everyone saying that, Hey, this guy's work and what this guy has to say works, no matter how old he is, whatever he looks like, it doesn't matter. Um, it works. So I wanted to prove that point. And that's the thing is like anyone could apply this stuff to their own lives despite how you look whatever if you're short tall um it works that's that's the most beautiful thing and uh i think that's what a lot of people used to see on tiktok because i used to just post videos for fun at first of me getting with girls and they went viral like a <laughs> video of me like make so i met some girl at chick-fil-a or not chick-fil-a canes oh i see like, yes yeah, I, yeah, I met some girl at canes and like within like 10 to 5 minutes we were just making out outside of Canes. Because <laughs> um, we just first met, we started hitting it off and then we started making out. And I posted that video, or my buddy posted the video, it went viral, and then I reposted it on my account, it went viral. And everyone in the comments were like, bro, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? And I'm like, oh. read the book, How to Be a 3% Man, watch Coach Corey Wayne. That is me replying to every single comment. I was like, dude, his shit works. And then eventually guys are just super lazy, right? So I basically just create the whole account basically off of people's laziness to go want to go watch someone else they're like oh i'm right here on this guy's tiktok i want to hear from him how he did it and so i would directly tell him like hey this is how i used to you know get girls this is how i get girls now this is what i did all these things um and i always linked back to to coach Corey wayne for sure i always told him like yeah this is this is part of it part of being a three percent man so. Yeah, definitely. When uh, when I first saw Corey Wayne, you know, I was like, oh, this dude, this guy's old. What does he know? Then I read his book and I was like, holy crap, like this stuff actually works because where a lot of people like mess up in this industry is like they like they try to teach things that they don't do themselves. You know what I mean? Like, they, like they're preaching on a pulpit, quote unquote. And when I that's why I used to do that for a long time. I just want to be a content creator and I'd say these things on TikTok. But I realized like I'm just like preaching on a pulpit. Like I, my, my word means nothing. So I started practicing the coaching uh, Corey Wayne stuff and dude, it works incredible. Like it's, it's insane how it works. I can't believe uh, you posted TikToks just for fun and it blew up. You're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's teach you guys how to do this. It's, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the one thing I also watch is cause Corey Wayne doesn't have any, and I also saw some things that Corey Wayne wasn't doing. Right. So I, I knew that his work worked, but I wish he showed some videos of it working because I feel like that would have mm -hmm. gotten him way more traction. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll post myself using the knowledge that he gave me and to prove that it works getting girls in like real life. Um, and the, you know, obviously some guys are like, oh, you know, I don't want to really flex. And yeah, I'm, right now I'm kind of more chill. I don't really flex all the girls I'm with all the time. Um, right. It was more, it was more for marketing at first, obviously, um, just to people. show that. Yeah, which yeah, which it works. So, you know, at first it was just mainly for marketing, just to show dudes that hey, what I'm saying works, and it will get you the same things I'm getting in life. And uh, 
yeah so that's that was pretty much it i, I always saw him uh always sitting from a in front of a screen right and he wasn't really out doing vlogs i wish i could see mm. Corey in real life doing vlogs so that's why i was like hey i might as well do the same thing um or do what he's not doing so that's why i started creating vlogs started doing street interviews in person with random girls or random oh, yeah, dudes um and yeah, I just started showing like how I live my life and how I apply what I learned from him into my daily life. So, heck yeah, dude. That's one thing I do definitely need to do more of. I definitely need to like, I'm still like getting new to like recording myself and stuff. Like, I've done it for a long time, but it's like always been in my, my apartment recording videos, not out in public vlogging. I've really liked those like those mic videos that you made. Like, <laughs> some of the things they say, it's like, you got that button, you got that button. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, holy crap! They really say yeah. this stuff. It's, it's yeah, they expose themselves, bro. It's so. It's like, and going back to your point earlier, it's like I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't like to like flex with the girls that I'm with. You know what I mean? Now, when I was, I, I didn't really get. I wasn't very attractive in high school, to be honest. I I, I kind of learned everything I know after high school. So that was definitely a good plus. For like you, you like you nailed this in high school. It took me. I was like a loser in high school. I played video games and just was chubby. And then eighteen year olds hit. I was like, man, I gotta do something with my life. It's I'm feeling lost here. So that that's definitely you definitely have a lot more experience, and that's pretty awesome that you vlogged it, did interviews. I'm definitely gonna do that. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, and it's it's not only just for you know it's it's mainly for myself at the end of the day just to watch like maybe when I'm older I'll be able to watch all these crazy things I used to do when I was younger, um, and I oh, I know for, I know so many times in in my life and other people's lives were like man I wish that was recorded I wish I had someone following me around oh. with a camera like all the time you know and so that's I was like dude I gotta start filming like my life even if it is only like five percent of my life it's still more than zero percent you know what I'm saying so right. right. Yeah, because like you always have memories, but to like actually watch it happen again, like you look at old videos of you doing stupid stuff, and it's like, oh my gosh, that was awesome, such good times. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So, in your opinion, what are some things like things you like to see in women, like kind of like AKA green flags? Like, what do you look for in a woman? Yeah, so actually, you know, a lot of people ask me like, oh, is it is it a green flag if a girl is like watching all your videos and a girl like supports like the red pill and stuff like that? And I've and there are some girls in the red pill like community or like mm -hmm. girls who are based, I guess you say, or the girls. Everyone has seen some girls on TikTok where they're kind of supporting men, mm -hmm. and every single dude in the comment section is like, "Yes, protect her at all costs. She's yeah. the chosen one, right?" And so I look at these girls and I'm like, "Hmm, these girls are kind of doing the same thing the hoes are doing, right? They're gaining simp attention, right? And these guys are not actual like." based alpha male dudes in the comments they're still simps no comment on anything ever right exactly so a lot of these dudes are in these girls comment sections in these like red pill based comment girls sections and they're like kind of hyping her up right like and so i'm like still. right they're still praising her and they're still giving her free attention free validation and so when i see girls doing this for free attention free validation right because you could choose your audience like so some girls they like free validation from shaking their ass and i get i see other girls wanting free attention free validation from making red pill content as well right because mm. they understand the market so the girls are pretty smart dude they'll play they'll play it good like they understand like the girls See, that are smart they'll play that way about it like that. yeah it's weird i was talking to nathan about it. i'm like dude i know some of the girls that talk about this red pill stuff are straight up hoes i know the behind the scenes i've <laughs> seen i've seen their dms okay i've seen who they're dming and it's crazy so like i'm like okay yeah i know these girls are still hoes they're still speaking a great message Right, they're mm -hmm. still saying things that are good, 
but they're still hoes. Like in real life, <laughs> I know these girls in real life, they're hoes. Okay. So and I'm like, yeah, that's a little interesting, right? Because they're like, and they also tell other girls about what what it takes to be or what it takes to be a high value woman, all these things. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want a girl that's on social media. I don't want girls who are on these things. So a green flag for me is girls who are not on social media, right? Um, and even if it is for like business, I'm just not really into those girls with social media, right? Because if girls has, a girl has loads and loads of followers, even if it isn't like something where they're posting their body or whatever, they, I know that a lot of their attention is going towards that. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, absolutely. Um, just because like, regardless if like they, they care so much about it that it distracts from the bigger purpose in life. Like I, I can see it myself. Like I use social media for business purposes, but I still feel like the addiction to get on my phone, check Instagram, even if it's a business account. So, I mean, those things definitely affect. And so if I know there's no particular way, but I tell a guy lies this, a lot of guys, this, you can't, you can't expect to find a housewife at the club, you know, at a party. It's just, it's uncommon for you know those women who are, I don't have social media, you know, they're like homebodies pretty much. And that's what right. you want to look for mainly. But like I said, you can't really look for the right girl. You know, they just kind of like, you just be the best for yourself and they'll either come along, you'll meet them somewhere. But right. Those, they'll show up at random places. Like if you really take care of yourself, you know, you're going to be eating healthy. You're going to be going to the grocery store. You'll find some cute girls at the grocery store. Like I find loads of girls at the grocery store, like in any, any area of my life where I'm going out, and trying to take care of myself or you know i'm simply you know not going to parties and stuff like that i always find beautiful women to go talk to mm-hmm. um and it is what it is right so you'll find them in places that you're not really thinking of so yeah grocery stores things like that where Library. you know girls Library. are just yeah libraries yeah dude like fucking you'll find like good quality girls in places where you know most of the low quality girls are not at. so right it's like the places you don't think about looking for you know like yeah go to the club see some girls it's like okay i mean go to the library go to like a bowling like a bowling alley like, okay like you're more likely to find a better girl there than you are at the club we do yeah. have a question right here from alexander he says were you always a confident approaching girls do you want to go first or you want me to on this one i could go first so uh yeah. I, I was i was only always fairly confident approaching girls i understood that uh you know being confident, even when I didn't understand Corey Wayne's book, I'd always be there to go approach girls. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's go do it. And I did it super confidently and it worked every single time I was confident. I understood this from wrestling. I learned a lot of my confidence from wrestling. Um, Cause every single time I went to a match, if I was nervous or I felt like I was going to lose, I lost every single time. Especially and if I was confident, them. right. If I was confident and I knew I was going to, if I knew I was going to win or I knew it was going to be hard, but I knew I was still going to win. I won every single time. Okay. And so this is, this is why guys, they always like, Oh, I always get attention from girls who are not my type, AKA the ugly girls. Right. But they struggle to get the girls they are really attracted to because they treat these girls differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with your opponent. If you treat all your opponents differently, Oh, this guy's easy. Oh, this guy's going to be hard. Right. You're going to lose some different matches. You're going to win some different matches. If you see everyone as I'm going to win, no matter what chances are most of the time you're going to win. Same thing with girls. If you look at a hot girl and you're like, oh, she's too hot or she's out of my league, you already lost, right? Oh, absolutely. I completely so, agree. I always understood that, hey, like, I have to treat all girls the same, right? Despite how hot they are, despite how ugly they are, whatever, I'm going to approach them exactly the same no matter what. And it works 100% of the time. Yeah, I definitely. So I tell I tell a lot of guys that I talk to, it's like, dude, so you remember, like, say you're like talking to like uh, an ugly chick. Okay, you're talking to an ugly chick, like you you spit some game, like just naturally, because you're not attracted to her. You got to keep that same energy, the same vibe with the hot ass girl. 
you know, just teasing, having fun, flirting, all that stuff. Right. But when, when my comp, like for me, when I first started, like I first got into like the um, red pill, like I said, I got into red pill originally when I found out about this stuff, cause I was just an NPC. I was a simp, all that shit. Um, up until in high school, dude, the first like hundred girls I walked up to, I was like nervous and I got rejected. But like, when, like you said, once you like establish that f- mindset frame beforehand, like, okay, this girl is, she's just another girl. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm top G, whatever you want to say, you know, just hype yourself up. It makes it 10 times easier because they can sense that like that nervousness when you stutter and stuff, it's just, it's kind of a turnoff. Not going to lie. So, right. Samuel, what'd you say? How can the average guy put value on his attention? Good question. Yeah. So attention is something that is always gonna is always gonna come as long as you're taking care of yourself and uh you know as long as you truly love yourself and you're taking care of yourself you're always gonna be gaining attention from other women okay mm-hmm. i don't know a single guy who's taking care of himself and you know is working out and a guy who is you know posting pictures of themselves there's no way he does not get female attention even i get female attention even though i'm hated by or i'm claimed to be hated by all yeah. the women in my yeah. state i still see them peeking on my on my profiles on the, i still see them liking my pictures um, it is what is right. So you're always going to get attention as long as you are actually putting yourself out there or you're doing something bold, right? And, and even guys who are not good looking, you can still get female attention. It's simply called fucking peacocking. Like, dude, if you want to understand pickup and relationships, bro, like the one thing about pickup is the, I didn't even know this, but it's, it's a term used by a lot of pickup artists. Like, it's called peacocking to get women's attention it. while walking yeah, around. Yeah. Sure. So oh, you, you wear you wear or do something that gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. It's like the hook, right? So like I'd walk around wearing a cowboy hat or the pit vipers and people yeah. like, oh, those glasses are weird. Like why are you wearing that hat? You're not a cowboy, right? But it gets them to talk to you. It gets their attention because you're the only guy wearing those glasses. You're the only guy wearing that hat and you're not afraid. And you're, as long as you're actually, you know, you're comfortable in yourself, you're not afraid mm-hmm. of what other people think, then you can pull it off, right? Absolutely. So really, Another example of like peacocking is like the guys who have the loud cars. They rev up their engine when they go by girls or they play their music real loud. That's another form of peacocking. It's just getting the right. girl's attention. Right. And then obviously, here's the thing, but so many guys can get the girl's attention, but they don't know what to do with it after. Mm-hmm. You know, So like you could be working out and a girl checks you out. But if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. Right. You can't expect girls to just walk up to you and be like, oh, my God, can I get your number? That just – even it if you are like, exist. because exist. girls are actually way more afraid of rejection than guys are at the end of girls. Like, cause if a girl's rejected, right. Going back to caveman days, if a girl gets rejected, that means she's getting rejected by society and therefore she dies. Okay. Because if you're rejected by society in caveman days, then you are prone to being attacked by saber tooth tigers, tigers, and all these other fucking wild animals, right? You have no protection mm-hmm. for a guy. You can be rejected from society and you can still survive on your own because you're a man. Women, on the other hand, they need to be liked. They need to be accepted into society or the beliefs or else they die, right? And they're still using that mindset today. You'll notice a lot of women, they, they most, of, most of them share the same mindset or the same, same beliefs, right? It's very rare when a girl goes against the opinions of others unless she has a man mm-hmm. or a strong father figure in her life to back her up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, could be her boyfriend, husband, whatever. Um, so that's what, that's what you usually see. But yeah, girls are way more afraid. Girls are way more afraid of rejection than dudes. It's like, like the old, they, uh, I don't know if I can say this on YouTube, but I'm a small, whatever. Um, like the BLM shit, like all these white girls are putting BLM, like it meant something. It's like, they're just following the trend, following no, the yeah. trend. Cause they don't want right. to be rejected in society. It's just, yep. they're very social creatures. Cause while we yep. were at recess playing kindergarten, playing kickball, baseball, whatever, they're just fucking yapping. They're talking. They've been doing their whole they're life. They're talking. So, yep. So drama, social media, 
the society is very important to women. That's like their that's like their basic foundation of survival. And that's why another reason why. Yeah, exactly. And they're also way more smarter when it comes to interpersonal relationships and understanding guys and girls dynamics and understanding emotions. They're way more connected to that than we are. Right. Um, and that's just how it is. Right. Like, so they, like I've heard like some girls tell me like they understand like social cues, like like the, the way your face moves. They've just been doing it for so much longer that they just understand more. And like they can like like I swear they have like a sixth sense. They can sense when you're like faking it. Or like yep. if you're like you're nervous, they just they just know because like it's the little stuff. So if like I I do believe in fake it till you make it, but I, I believe you should do it fast because faking only works so much. Because if they get to know you like yep. after like a month or two and you're still dating and they're like, dude, this guy's just a loser. He plays video games six hours a day. Yep. He doesn't really do shit with his life. You know what I mean? So, that's that's why a pickup is temporary with girls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't like this thing is I used to be really good at pickup. But then I struggled with actually maintaining them because I was always, I was never truly myself, right? I was always good at picking up the girls and getting their attention, things like that. But I was never the type of dude that would keep them, you know, because I was always, I was, I was never in my masculine frame, you know, back then. And so I realized the importance of being a masculine dude, understanding women, understanding yourself more importantly, mm -hmm. and knowing who you truly are than that, then you're going to keep girls, there's going to be girls who want to stay in your life forever. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I struggled with. And that's one thing Corey Wayne helped out a lot, which is, was understanding relationships, you know, mm -hmm. understanding like what, why girls want to marry certain dudes and things like that. So, yeah, definitely. When I, like I said, before I read Corey Wayne's book and I was like in that red pill stuff, like I was always super serious, you know, like I was just super like hardcore. Like, I kind of like, like, it's like a subtle, like hatred for women, like for the things that they do. And it really ejected a lot of my long-term, more long-term, like, F FWBs, friends with benefits relationships, because I'd right. always like I'd leave her on delivered for like two days or for some stupid shit, like just being petty, you know, trying to play games, and it just never works, you know. So, right. Um, I had a question for you. Okay. So this is for the guys who live in like small towns, because I grew up in a small town. So I'm gonna ask these for the guys. So, in your opinion, how can guys who live in small towns build their status and start meeting more girls, whether that be Instagram in person? You know, what, what is your opinion on it? Because I know you grew up in California, so. Yeah, so social media, you can do it anywhere. You don't need to be mm -hmm. specifically in any any place. But, yeah, I grew up in California, so I always grew up around a lot of people. Um, I always grew up around a lot of options, right? But that doesn't matter because even, even if I did have loads of options, if I never saw myself as a catch and I never realized I had options, I'm just as the same as the guy in fuck off nowhere you know what i'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it, it doesn't really matter but if you're a guy in fuck off nowhere and you understand hey i have options i have you know i'm a catch to as That's many women as i too. want to be right understand you understand you are a catch yep yeah exactly so if you don't understand your catch you understand that there's plenty of fish in the sea no matter where you're at in life um if you understand those things you're gonna be much further ahead than the guys who are where i'm at in california but they're all fed up over one bitch that they've been talking to for like five six years mm -hmm. and that's all they that's all they focus on like you're gonna be way farther ahead than those dudes so yeah obviously it's better to be where i'm at but you have to understand like if you understand this stuff now wherever you're at in life it's going to be amazing when you do come to places where i'm at or you mm -hmm. do come to certain places um but yeah even when i go to like colorado or other states and things like that where it's kind of it's not as packed as as california obviously you know i still go out i still see people at the mall i still talk to women i still have success with women because i understand that hey and then it's a numbers game obviously here you're gonna have way more numbers so i'm not gonna get upset that oh there's no, i'm not getting as many girls as i would be in california no shit there's not as many people you know what i'm saying it's just a numbers game at the end, end of the day um so it is what is but 
yeah, I think for guys who live in places that there's not many people, the population is low. Mm -hmm. Best thing you do is build your social media, build it to where you want to be. If if you genuinely like being in that small area and that small town, then cool, um, then you stay there. But if you have goals to move out, then prepare for the next step, right? So, hey, I want to go out to California. Then what Absolutely, what should yeah. you do? Start marketing yourself towards people in California. Start finding girls in California online. That's how. Then when you get there, boom, you have already a, a certain number of people you could talk to and meet up with, um, if that is your goal. Right, but if right. it's your goal to stay in one place forever, then yeah. And I'm in California. I don't want to stay in California. Like, like yeah. I want to move around. I want to keep going. I want to keep traveling. So I feel Absolutely. like most people want to. That should be your goal. So it should be your goal. So if I know I'm about to go to Miami or Florida, I'm gonna start reaching out to people in Miami to Florida. Not only just girls, but guys as well. Guys who own clubs and nightclubs and things like that. So I can reach out to them and get into their you know stuff for free, whatever. Promote their products, their merchandise, whatever. Um, I'll be prepared, right? So it's super important to prepare like, okay, this is the next step. This is what we're going to next. So I think that's a really important thing. I 100% agree. Preparation is super important planning. Like if you, you can, you can free ball some stuff, but you need to plan for the most part. You need to have a goal and a goal in mind. Like for me, it's like my first goal is to be able to completely live off my online income from my business. That's my first goal. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick around in my apartment until the lease ends and do that. And then eventually the goal is to have be able to making making that income in that time. And then me and him are going to uh, Miami. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Like that's of course. Like you want to travel. Like even if you don't even have that much money, it's like, dude, it's nice to explore. It's nice to. Right. It's just part of our nature. And like, it is what is. And like, especially you don't want to wait till you're old or something because then you can't do the fun stuff you could when you were twenty. like freaking go jet skiing or go to freaking clubs with a bunch of hot girls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Um. So if in your how, so I noticed you have like you have around 15k on Instagram, correct? So I have 20,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. I have 3,000 on the Alphas Only Club. And is and that just like, a personal account? You're Logan Duong? Yeah. So Logan Duong, the Logan Duong on Instagram is my personal account. That's where I post just stuff about me. Maybe some mm -hmm. maybe some nice quotes and stuff like that. So what did you do to grow that? Was it just like from the TikTok posts that you made or what? Yeah, so I was always driving. The best thing I was good at is a lot of guys struggle with, with this from TikTok. I noticed a lot of dudes who were doing the same thing I was doing on TikTok. They struggled to get people to follow their Instagrams or their YouTubes mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Because they most of the followers are lazy, right? They want to just sit, stay there on TikTok. But I was really good at making reasons why or, or getting people to follow me on Instagram. At, every, at the end of every single live stream I do on TikTok, I'd say, hey, I'm about to get banned on TikTok live stream, but I'm going to continue this live stream on Instagram, and then oh. people go over to my Instagram. And they follow me on Instagram. At the end of my end of my uh, you end of my TikTok videos, I tell them, "Hey, go follow me on Instagram. Go DM me a message, and I, I'll answer your message because I don't answer messages on TikTok." So people are like, "Oh shit, yeah, I can't I use TikTok. TikTok. I gotta use yeah, exactly." So they understand, "Oh shit, I can't use TikTok. I message the guy through Instagram, right?" So I I gave people reasons to follow my Instagram or follow my YouTube. The reasons I gave mm -hmm. for following my YouTube was I'm doing a live seminar. You guys could watch it free on YouTube or watch it live on YouTube and see what other guys are asking. And then that's how I also got people to join the seminars. I was also getting 100 plus people in a Google seminar, wow. like way more than my teachers were trying to get people into their classes. Like teachers yeah. were being getting like, what, 30 people? Dude, I was getting guy like 100 plus dudes in a Google seminar, like a Google Meets classroom. And the value is so much more, like so much more important than that. The clapped ass classrooms, bro. It's, exactly. It's terrible. So, and it really showed. It really showed me because I was doing it at the same time I was doing high school. I was like, dude, I'm getting more kids 
joining my classrooms then teachers are getting f people to force join their classrooms like people <laughs> right. like people are being forced to join their classrooms it's an option to join mine and more people are joining mine as an yeah. option so i'm like yeah this is a really important message that guys need to hear and guys want to hear as well because guys were joining asking questions and i have, I have a few recorded but most of them weren't recorded they're mostly private I wish I recorded them. You did a lot like uh, for the boys. Um, yeah, live seminar seminars. In the like, early stages of your podcast. Yeah, I was always doing that. And that's that's the one thing that really stood out to my fans and to uh, to my followers because I was actually interacting with them. I was actually answering their questions. I was also having people who hated me inside of them trying to, you know, ask questions. that right, caused trouble, right? And I was able to handle it super confidently and properly. I was able to answer all the haters. Like any question they asked me, I was able to answer. I was able to break down like in real time, a feminist ideology, I was able to break down like a hose mentality, ideology and everything like that. Cause they, they join and they were told hose or they're told feminists. And I explained to them why they think that way and why they, and why they, um, understand the things that they understand and why they see the things that they see and everyone else in the group chat be like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then I also would have girls who joined to be like, Hey, like I want to get married to this dude, but he doesn't want to marry me. And then I talked to a few girls, but it was mostly guys. Right. But Right, right. The, the guys love is. watching. Yeah, the guys always love watching me roast a feminist or or fully break <laughs> yeah. down a feminist. So I like, watched right, a cool. video of him roasting a feminist today. It's freaking yeah. so funny to watch. It's okay. it's super entertaining. Like that's the one thing like about Fresh and Fit is like, oh, it's so funny, it's so entertaining, but I can't watch too much of it. It hurts my brain to mm. listen to these girls. It hurts my brain too much. Literally, like for some reason they yell into the mic. I don't get it. Like it's like they have to yell like so close. Talk at a normal volume, please. Yeah. I feel like it's always the black girls too. They always freaking like clap and they're, you know what, boy, like shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing is like ah, oh, like so many. I I even hear Myron and all these other dudes as well. They're like, dude, these girls are so ratchet sometimes, bro. It's like, why? Even some white girls are super ratchet on there. I'm like, dude, these girls are so trash, bro. It's like, why? Like, I understand why. It's for entertainment, obviously. But at the end of the day, it's like, I can't listen to too much of it. It, it hurts my brain, bro. Like these ratchet girls, I can't listen to too much of them. Dude, the hot cheeto of, girls too much oh yeah yeah <laughs> fresh and fit podcast though they have like they are grinding dude this past year they have freaking went crazy milli subscribers yeah, and everything like that that is awesome so okay i got a question for you what's the one th i think you already, may have already said this beforehand but i'm gonna ask you anyways what's the one okay. thing you did that dramatically changed your success with women i think you was Corey Wayne, like you get into Corey Wayne stuff pretty much. Yeah, it was it was reading Corey Wayne's book. It was uh, actually applying it, right? Because so right. many guys will read and listen to a podcast and watch a YouTube video, but they don't Mental apply it. Right, exactly. So I always understood whatever I learned, I would apply it. Not only to test to see if it worked, but just to see, hey, like, let's see if this not only does it work, but yeah, if it actually helps my life and helps my belief system. And so mm -hmm. everything I applied worked. And that's why I was like, cool, I'm going to keep following. I'm going to keep listening to it. So many guys just listen to shit and they don't apply it to their lives, oh. right? Like, sadly, so many guys will listen to Andrew Tate, but they don't actually apply any of his information. They don't apply any things that he's speaking of. It's like, what's the point of even listening to him, bro? Like, stop listening to these people. You know, they might be saying straight facts, but if you're not going to apply it, stop wasting your time, bro. Like, right. it's like, it's like another thing, like with people, like they watch like self-improvement YouTube videos. But it's like, but they don't put it in action. It's like it's just like mental masturbation. Oh, I watched YouTube videos of self improvement. Um, so I'm I'm being productive. It's like no, you're fucking yep. not. You're wasting your yeah. time. You have to pull the fucking trigger for sure. You, you have to, yeah. You have to take action. It's literally that's what people, everyone fucks up. They're like, oh, I want to start a business one day. I was like, just do it now and learn through mistakes, mis like yeah. trial and error, mistakes. Like like we talked about earlier, my first posts on social media were absolutely garbage. Terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually remember like the first thing you DM me. I don't know how long ago it was, but you messaged me like. 
what how how should i make my first post or how should i edit it or whatever and yeah, i was like bro yeah. just make content bro just make yeah, it exactly dude just send I, it i'm a big watcher I, I really like watching hamza have you ever heard of him yeah 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 yeah, yeah i just watched i started watching him like pretty recently actually really dude yeah i watched, I watched the sh- i watched the shit out of him he's like like he has so many good youtube videos and like unfiltered like just a strip clean like a, a strip a sh- i can't speak a stream it's like an hour long no cuts and he's like how to do youtube how to like market like he's just giving out free information like crazy and it, no wonder he's blown up like he has literally blown up this past couple of years insane it's and it's just from giving he's he's just being authentic and giving how hella tons of value same with you you blew up because you were giving out tons of value for free and you're showing social proof and everything like that like like i said earlier this guy eric over here dude he's a marketing genius dude i'm more of like the guy who's good with girls and he just freaking does all the computer stuff for me dude it's insane he's really yeah. good with this stuff it's awesome yeah but hey uh before i ask you another question you have any, you have any questions for me yeah I, I actually have a list let me let me go through this list okay so okay. uh so at what time did you create alpha awareness what time okay so it all started with the TikTok account right i didn't have the instagram i didn't have a youtube i didn't have anything it was just TikTok. And originally it was just my, my personal one. So I just posted like a transformation of me from being going femme fat to getting absolutely fucking yoked. Okay. Nice. So I posted like the, you know, the venom, the venom sound, like venom, venom, like the, the, the yeah. edit, you like do the transformation to posted yep. that. And I posted a couple of clips of me doing some exercises, like how to work out and stuff. And then I saw a post where it was like those text on screen posts. So it was like a background video and had like, you know, how to get a gr- the girl to fall in love with you in like 10 minutes or some stupid shit. Like they really click baby and had like text on screen. Like at the bottom yeah. was like click the plus to, you know, follow me or whatever. I I did a, I just did a whole bunch of those like three times right. a day every day. And I, I had one that blew up finally. And it was the stupidest topic. It was like how to become more attractive and 10 times more attractive in five minutes. It was just straight clickbait, 2.7 million views on it. And then. That's when I did the text on screen for a long time, you know, just trying to get racking them views because I, I associated my value on social media with my view count. And that's where I really jacked up because I, if I didn't get good views, I was like disappointed in myself. I was, you know, just angry. I was like, it was just, it was stupid. And then I started posting, I stopped on TikTok completely. I got 66K. I hated the app so much. It was just destroying my attention span. So that's when I moved to Instagram, started posting the, the talking clips of like me talking to the camera. And this is about the time that I started positioning myself as, hey, this is how I did this to get results. You can try it as well. So try this instead of going from preaching on a pulpit saying, you know, you need to do this, this, like you need to stop smoking weed, stop drinking. Yet I was still smoking weed, fucking drinking and stuff, you know, partying. It made no sense. And that's when I kind of transitioned to the, the talking to the camera. And then one of my reels blow up and it was like how to go, uh, you need to go ghost mode. So like I said, you need to take six months to yourself delete social media, do everything, all of that. And just, you know, just head down, grind, work out. Don't obviously be social, hang out with girls and stuff, but you know, just don't drink, don't smoke, just focus on yourself, read books. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, meditator. I like to meditate really helps with my mindfulness in my opinion. And then like, just work out, just get on your diet and then come back kind of like a, a reveal of your new self. That's what I did personally. And it worked out, but it was, that's just pretty, that's pretty much it. It's super simple. And I just been, I'm just right now I'm focusing all my effort on YouTube because Instagram right. and TikTok, they're, they're great for getting views, but you don't have actual, uh, you don't have a community really. Like with Instagram, I have 117,000 followers, but my engagement's like, you know, a thousand likes per post. 
You know what I mean? So right. it's just numbers. It's just a, it's just a validation number, you know, social proof, et cetera. But with YouTube, right. like 5K subscribers and you have a good product, it's a lot closer knit community than it is like Instagrams, TikTok and all that, all the, the attention span stuff. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm mainly focusing on right now. But yeah, I guess, did I answer your question? Kind of answer your question? Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, and then, cool. so like what, what started, what, want, what made you want to uh, create videos? Like what inspired you or who inspired you? Okay. That, that's a good question. So I originally, like I said, I did the six months to myself. I grinded in the gym and stuff. And then I always just found myself helping my friends. Like I got my, my two best friends into the gym. They got jacked just like me. And I always, I was always, always giving out advice. I just noticed myself. I was always giving out advice to my friends. Kind of, kind of like you were like, you're trying to tell them to like, get on the Corey Wayne stuff. I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I just try doing this online? You know, because they listened to it, but like none of them followed it. Like, super intensively they're like yeah like kind of like they're like yeah whatever they got into the working out and stuff but when it comes to like the game like i was on the red pill stuff then so it was like the game you know how to talk to girls like because like to this day they don't walk up to girls and i'm i try and try and try and they always like try to talk shit i'm like yeah you won't even walk up to a girl pussy so <laughs> who are you talking about and right. then the way i learned because like I, I started like when i got the red pill learning the red pill stuff i started going up to girls like walking up getting rejected like right over and over and i was like you know what i I'm, I was proud of myself. I was like, I have the balls to actually try it. I said, you know what? I'm going to get good at this, and then I'm going to show people how to do it. At first, it was just all about fitness because I like I got, I was a big kid, chubby, and then I got I started working out for six months to a year, and I got pretty, I looked pretty good. And everyone, everyone said I looked super good. So I was like, couldn't do like the fitness influencer type account. And then that's what it turns into is like about girls and like mindset and stuff. So that's definitely when I made that transition. It was like kind of like how you were like you were just giving advice to your friends. And you're like, man, I just want to take this further because I, I love getting advice. I love talking, not to be honest. I love talking right. about giving advice because I always love helping someone. And whether it be like a gift or like advice, I love seeing like people, my boys get good results from something. Right. Yeah, dude. That's good. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is. Yeah, it's pretty powerful when you uh, start to help other people. Like, because it's, it's one thing to help yourself and pull yourself out of like a rut, but it, if you can start helping other people, it's a pretty powerful feeling. And when you see them get those results they're wanting, it like it just it feels so good because like yeah. what you said works for them. Because everyone's journey is going to be different. Every person is unique. Like you, like you're in California, you you posted TikToks of you like making out with the girl and you blew up. Mine was completely different. You know what I mean? So yeah. Everyone's unique, so that's why everyone's advice is different. But in general, there's a couple of general outlines and things you need to follow when it comes to game with girls like obviously confidence is key and all that stuff so there's, there's main outlines but everyone's advice is always going to be different because it's their yeah. own personal experience yeah i remember when i first started alpha's only club i was like really i was really trying a bunch of new shit and like, i remember like i had one serious serious fan i'm not gonna say his name but uh he was pretty serious about wanting to learn about women but he struggled so much i was like all right cool we're gonna put you in a vlog we're gonna put you in a youtube video or whatever and um the video ended up like not recording the audio, so it had to be trash. But uh, basically, we picked some kid up, we went to his house, picked him up, and then we took him to the mall, and we were helping him like approach girls in real time, no, like for the no. first time. And it's his first time ever getting a girl's number, and I was like, "Holy shit, bro! Fucking finally, bro!" And <laughs> I, I told him like, "Dude, it's not that big of a deal." Like he was tweaking and shit. I'm like, "Dude, it's not that big of a deal." And then once he got it, he was like, holy shit, like you changed my life. I'm like, dude, it's just a girl's number. Like watch when the real shit happens. Like mm -hmm. then you'll see. Right, right. So, so but that's the great he, thing. If you don't yeah, mind like, saying for him, was he a virgin as well? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. I figured because he has never gotten a number. So yeah, yeah so he yeah, he too like totally never approached a girl, never got a girl's number. Super awkward with girls. I'm just, basically just trying to show him, like, dude, girls are not all that, bro. Like they're just just like they're you. just human. They're human beings. Yeah. They yeah. Want, like these guys put them on a pedestal, like there's some queen. It's like on because like so that's a bad thing about social media. Like they have like all these followers and stuff, and they're like, oh my gosh, this girl is so popular. It's like go up to her in person. She's gonna be just like you, a normal human being. Right. Exactly. Oh, I'm gonna answer this question real quick. What's the name of the book? I think is you talking about Corey Wayne's book? I think he yeah. Is. So, how to be a three percent man by Coach Corey Wayne. Great book. You, um, it's a great read. Me and you, being Eric, have read it. It's just reread it over and over because you're gonna yeah. When you read a book, you only remember like ten to thirty percent of it. So if you right. read it again and again and again and again, you'll solidify all that stuff. Okay, let's right. see here. This is a long one. I have a hell of people looking up to me and watching my every move. I love it. It's inspiring to myself and to others. What's the ratio of being an inspiration to others, but also just fucking around? That's an interesting mm. question. Yeah, it depends what you do. So, like, I know, I know Grady, I know Spencer. Uh, he he posts a lot of interviews and is asking people uh, asking people questions, and he's blown up to like over half a million followers, uh, which is pretty fucking awesome. Wow. Because I remember when I first met Spencer, he was hopping in the seminars. He's one of the OGs who was hopping in the first seminars, staying up late as fuck um, with us, and you know, just being in there. And uh, I remember at the time with his podcast, it was probably around the same size or my, yeah, my, I was like a little bit underneath his. Um, and then now, dude, he's got so many followers on TikTok and all these other platforms. Really? So yeah, but um, I think it, yeah, it depends on your content, but it's very important to also, I think there's a, it, there's a good ratio to have some fun and fuck around. I feel like the guys who just sit in front of the camera a hundred percent of the time, um, they're not showing like much action to their to their followers or showing how they mm -hmm. live their life. That's why I was right. like, you know, that's the one thing about Corey Wayne is like, I, I wish I could see videos of him fucking around in person or doing something stupid. Like, I wish. Like, that's one thing I like about the Tates is I see them doing stupid shit all the time. But Tate Confidential, you know. Right. Dude, oh, that, it, it's still on, it's on Rumble and stuff, but I, I binge watched all of their videos when I first saw them, dude. It's like, yeah. it's, like it's, it's insane to see like guys who were driving supercars fucking beautiful women going to clubs doing like on private jets like you don't see that shit on youtube you don't yeah right. and then there yeah. are brothers who did it and then they're doing streams they're doing you know advice channels like it's dude they they took over the world yeah they, yeah they're they were they had everything super well planned so i think i think there is definitely a balance depending on what you do i feel like there's also some guys who only purely do vlogs and fucking around but they don't actually give solid advice i guess mm -hmm. maybe like dane duncan mm -hmm. dane duncan's one of those people who i really love but i wish you know he he does inspire people to have fun right he inspired me to have fun but obviously he doesn't like go out and tell people to go out and have fun and the importance of having fun right he's just not in that position he's just like more of nug boys yeah exactly so it's like right so it's like you could have fun things like that but that's the one thing i really want to do is i wanted to mix Corey wayne and dane duncan like having fun yeah showing my life vlogging you know, doing crazy stuff and then also making more serious videos that are more, you know, whatever. So, you That's know, I think the approach it, I want to do, because like not only is that stuff like, like you said, it's, you're, you're showing people you're, you're authentic and genuine. Like you're not some guy who's so serious all the time. You know, you need to do this. You need to do this. When you take those vlogs and those videos, not only are you having fun, but you're showing like you can show stuff like, like you said, how do I get a girl? Like welcome to a girl. It's all social proof as well. You know, so right. it's I definitely you I think you did it perfectly, like with the videos and stuff, you show yourself doing vlogs. Cause I remember you did one I can't remember where you went, 
um, but you had the cowboy hat, the pit vipers on, you were taking videos and stuff, like making out with girls. Yeah, that, that was in Miami. I went to go visit uh, visit one of the dudes who works all within the Manosphere. His name is uh, Thomas. I know, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I went to go his, to his apartment. I stayed at his place, and uh, I was hanging out with my, mainly his roommate because he was out with helping um, – Helping out Justin Waller and ha- helping out yeah. uh, Sterling and stuff. I know. Did you see it? Freaking Eric bet Justin Waller, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dude, gangster. I love it. Yeah. So okay. yeah, Go that's ahead, where I was that. at. Yeah, that's where oh. I was at in Miami. So sick. Okay, I definitely do. I'm going to visit Miami very, very soon. Like we're going to go, and then hopefully we can see. I, I'm going to get this channel blown up a little bit more, and then we'll do some like collab vlogs and shit. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Okay. So what made you decide to go into the military and like what currently makes you stay in the military even though you have a business? Right. So I think the reason why I wanted to join the military at first is because like any like dude in America who loves their country, they're being told, hey, serve your country, you know, like obviously I wasn't I wasn't doing good in school. Um, I was interested in other things and I always thought, hey, like join the military would actually help. Uh, what I was wanting to do in the future, right? So a lot of guys are like, oh, yeah, for the military, the only got job you get is being a firefighter or a police officer, you know? But I, I wanted to show other people, like, yeah, you can do those things, right? That's an option. But uh, I feel like you could add what you learned from that job into anything else. And it doesn't even have to be the military, but military is one of those things that stood out to me, and I was always around a lot of people who were in the military that told me, yeah, military is a good choice, good option, especially if you don't want to go to college. Um, but in all reality, looking back at it, if you really are passionate about your business and you're really passionate about something, it is very, very, very difficult to be in the military and focus on both. Like I'm super sure. difficult. Um, and it, it just depends like what's more fulfilling for you. Cause sadly, a lot of guys in the military, they still, it's not something that you could be super passionate about for a very long time. It's very, very rare. You'll find some dudes who are super, super passionate about it. That's probably because they got, you know, they got a lot of benefits. They got more benefits than other people. And it just depends. Like some people get lucky. Like you can get sent to fuck off nowhere where there's no one. And it's super depressing. You get sent to somewhere that's really nice, you know, whatever. So it really just depends. Like usually the people that stay in, they, they were sent to great places. They had great experiences. But overall, the like most guys, they don't know what they want to do in life. Right. A lot of guys are very lost. And uh, sadly, you know. It is what it is, but a lot of guys are very depressed in the military, you know, because a lot of guys are still lost, right? Even after, um, their, you know, their basic four years or uh, it's, it's four years, right? That you got to yeah, so. Yeah, four years. So, like, you'll notice a lot of dudes afterwards or even during, they're super depressed and unhappy. Come back um, home, normal job, like, you know. Yep. It's sad so, yeah, it is super sad. And that's why, you know, I, hopefully I can inspire more dudes to do what they're actually, what they have a true desire for or burning passion for. Um, and how the military can somewhat elevate that or help. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many guys don't know how to combine or add on to what they're doing, you know? So like for me, I understand, okay, I'm going to do YouTube. Um, I'm going to do social media and I'm going to do self-help, whatever. The military is not really a direct jump to that thing, but I understand I could take a few things that I learned from the military and give it to my fans and my audience oh, because yeah. I am what adds value to the audience. So if I can add more value to my life, then I'll give more value to other people. So not only am I doing military, I'm trying to do jiu-jitsu, trying to fight, trying to learn about everything. So, because when I add value to my life, I add value to my viewers and people who watch me, which is super, super important. 
that's why you know no matter what you do you always have to be adding value so like for my job or, or like whatever i'm passionate about i understand like i i always have to be constantly adding value to my life so i feel if i feel like i'm doing something that's not adding value to my life and especially not adding value to other people's lives then yeah it's got to go so mm -hmm. right and i just want to uh, you mentioned one thing you said you were doing martial arts i just want to to people who are watching, I just want to explain the importance of martial arts because I'm not yeah. doing jujitsu, but I'm doing boxing. Good. You just, it's like, especially in today's like society, men aren't really fighting. And if it is, it's like, you know, country, I always think of like country boys who are just, you know, fighting and stuff. But for the most yeah. part, most guys are weak and like they're docile and they just accept, like they, they accept insults. Like you're not going to insult me, period. Right. And when you learn how to fight, you're, you're not supposed to go out and just like start punching people or something. No, it's for, it's to defend yourself. And, you know, if you ever, if someone ever pisses you off, you may fucking hit rock him in the face, you know, do what you want to do. It's your life. Right. But you want to be able to defend yourself because back, you know, back, at least back in the day, like in the Roman times, they were trained since a fucking teenager, probably a kid to fight in war and battle. And now these guys just freaking like do a limp wrist and run away or something. You know, it's stupid. Right. And that's a part of setting and, and um, you know, standing healthy, healthy boundaries. Right. So like. Not only do you have to set healthy boundaries, but you have to stand up for those boundaries as well, right? So, like, obviously, you know, someone could say something disrespectful to you and be like, hey, like, next time, that's not going to happen. And they'll right. know why it's not going to happen next time. Or you tell them straight up, like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't deal with that shit, right? Um, that's one of my boundaries. Same thing with girls, right? Girls are going to try to say or do certain things. Like, hey, these are, these are some of my boundaries. If you want to be with me, then these are my boundaries, and mm -hmm. if you don't want to, if you don't want to follow and not cross my boundaries, then you are going to have to walk away or I'm going to have to walk away from you because I don't, I don't tolerate people who will step over my boundaries and walk over my boundaries with girls. Obviously you can't get physical, but that's part of setting healthy boundaries mm -hmm. and seeing with other people. And if other men want to try and crossing your boundaries, you have to be able to stand up for those boundaries, right? If it's your family mm -hmm. or for yourself, you have to be able to physically stand up for those boundaries and those beliefs that you have and the key words you're saying is healthy boundaries now what right. people people must understand they're like no you're not supposed to control your girl you're supposed to give her your boundaries and if she doesn't want to follow them you fdb her you know what i mean you, you fuck that bitch and you move on right. you know there's i always tell guys there's four there's like four billion women on this world obviously some married lesbian i don't give a fuck whatever but there's so many options out there you do not need to like fall in love over one girl who's just gonna make your life worse you know exactly. I mean? so, so, yeah, one of my boundaries is if, if I'm going to take you seriously, you cannot have social media. You can't be talking to other mm -hmm. dudes. You know, you can't have guy friends. You can't have and that's girls a rare who, one. No social media yeah. is rare. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. So I uh, so they understand, oh, shit, if I want to actually be if I want to be taken seriously, like there's a lot of standards. So she understands like this dude is a high value dude basically just off of his standards. Right. Because mm -hmm. I know most girls are not going to be able to fit those standards. Right. So I'm basically just. And some girls just kick themselves out of the door. It's nice. I, I was talking to Nathan. Like some girls, like the second you say or do something that they don't like, they'll just kick themselves out. It's nice. It's beautiful. Like we were, we and Nathan were talking about on uh, on how on Instagram or DMs, right? They'd be messaging us, and then they realize that oh, she so girls would text my buddy Nathan, right? And they'd be like, oh, you know Logan? Like they were having a nice conversation, and then she'll look at his following, and she'll be like, oh, you know Logan? He's like, yeah, that's my brother. She's like, oh, okay, never mind. And then she like, she just leaves him on red or whatever. She just doesn't doesn't message him, whatever. Or she's like, oh yeah, that guy is a misogynist. You know he's a misogynist. Why are you hanging out with him? Such, they all say that, dude. They're yeah, like, oh, and then misogynist. and then Nathan, Nathan will be like, yeah, I know. And then he's like, me too. <laughs> and then hey, it's up to them if they if they're because if they're really into you, they'll stay. Like that's the most beautiful thing about 
that's the, like the blessing I was talking to Nathan about, like getting canceled. Like it really helped me realize and cut through all the girls who are bullshit and all the guys who are bullshit. Because all the guys who are bullshit, they flaked. They were fake. They were the ones trying to repost, trying to cancel me. And same with all the girls. It's like, cool. I didn't want to be with these girls in the first place. So thank you for not me having to take you on a date to find the shit out. Like you guys basically just showed your col- you showed your colors, you showed your cards, and you kicked yourselves out the door for me, which I love. That's I appreciate that. Thank you. You don't have to waste my fucking time, right? Absolutely. So that's that's the beautiful thing about having your boundaries known and open, and that's the beautiful thing about talking and speaking your mind openly, because yeah, like- people who yeah people who disagree or people who don't want to abide by your boundaries they will kick themselves out, and it's mm-hmm. the most beautiful thing. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. Like in Corey so. Wayne's book, he says, like, you got to list out your dream woman, okay? Because a lot of guys, they want to set boundaries, but they don't even know what their boundaries are. Right. You know I mean? Like, like well, I have a question about you, uh, for you. So, like, this is a pretty common one that I hear a lot. Um, it doesn't really bother me too much, but I wonder if it bothers you. Like, when a girl calls you dude or bro, does that, like, is that a bo- bother you at all? I mean, I would always playfully tease her, and I'd say, bro, bro, dude. I call them dude and bro. It's just my language, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would always tease them and you know, it is what is or I'd be like, no, don't call me bro. Call me daddy, whatever. I tickle and play with them, right? Like things, things like that. So they understand, oh, okay. He doesn't like being called bro, you know, and he's being playful about it. There's certain ways you can do certain things. You don't have to be super serious. You can be super playful and get your message across, right? So Mm -hmm. delivery is a very important thing with women, right? If you deliver it very angrily and upset, you know, they're going to see, oh, that, that offended him. That's yep. So they know that now next time we get an argument, I'm going to call him bro or dude. And he's going to get really heated. (laughs) Right. So if you show, Hey, I don't get mad at anything you do, but I prefer if you call me this or whatever you teaser playful, like, yeah. So like, uh, I was just thinking of a good one. Like if she calls you bro, just be like, no, it's called step bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just tease her and be playful with her. Yeah. And like, um, the one that I, like, I instantly like like I've had girls call me at parties or just like when they're talking to me like if they ever call me a bitch I just never speak to them again. And that's like the one word I just do not allow. I don't know. I hate it. My boys can call me a little bitch, whatever. I don't care. But when a girl calls me a bitch, it's like that 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 see that pushes my buttons. I try to not let it, but it's like if I'm a little like a little turn, you know, I mean, get a little round yeah. up. I wouldn't. I don't yell at women. I don't hit them. But it's like yeah, it's just one of those things. That, like it's like it's a respect thing. I feel like yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's super important to for girls around you to understand your boundaries and understand that, hey, like, there is a line. And obviously, they've been so, so sadly, so many girls are so used to guys saying one thing and then the girls cross their boundary and they let the girls do it, right? Because the and, girl's and hot. they don't do anything about it. It's like they set a boundary and then the girl crosses it and they don't do anything. They just let it, they let it slide. It's like, no, you're just a pussy and you're, 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 you're one-eyedicing her. And you don't FDB her and find a new one who's gonna respect your boundaries. Because the guy, these guys, like the guys who are controlling, like don't do this, don't do that. It's because their fear of losing her. Right, and uh, yeah, like I, I really am not afraid of losing anyone. So everyone mm-hmm. knows my boundaries. Everyone knows what I believe in. Everyone knows my values. Um, and if they want to fuck around, they they're gonna find out. It is what it is. <laughs> so. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a true American. I love. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I have another question for you. Why is it important for men to go through difficult times in their life? Yeah, so hard times create strong men. So even if mm, like insane. even if you didn't have any hard times or you do have hard times that you didn't really plan for, you, you have to understand it's going to make you stronger. If it doesn't kill you, it's definitely going to make you stronger. It sounds cringy, but it's very it's very true. Um, and it is what is it? All the heartbreaks you go through, every single guy's going to experience heartbreak for sure. Mm. Every every little thing that goes on in your life that hurts is going to make you stronger because you realize it's not the end of the world. 
Um, and that, that's the most beautiful thing. I've learned the most from women, right? Through all, mm, all my heartbreaks, they're all the worst heartbreaks I've had. Um, I've always learned the most like from women. Like I've, that's the one thing is like, dude, I've learned more from women than school. Like, dude, like women teach you so much. They yeah. Do. Yeah. So that's the one thing I love about women is they, they really do teach you a lot of lessons about life and about yourself because it's usually yeah, your you, own flip-ups. Yep, it is. It's always most. your fault. And yeah, it's always your fault at the end of the day. Sex is your fault. Everything is your mm -hmm. fault as a man. Well, so one thing about sex I need to tell guys is make sure you put it all on the table. That's what I'm saying. Just go as you know, don't hold back. Because you want to get I I won't get into it. I won't get into it. Well, I mean, but yeah, but that that way you you don't have any regrets, right? Mm -hmm. In in mm -hmm. life and with women, you could be like, hey. I did everything. I was open. I, I told her my truth. I spoke my truth. I mm -hmm. walked my truth. And if she doesn't like me, no big deal. And it's the same right. thing with the world. If you walk around the world hiding who you are, it's the same thing with women. You hide who you are. You're always going to have some sort of regret of not showing who you are, or you're always going to be, you're always going to have some saltiness, you know? So mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, hey, show the world who you are. Show the women who you are. Stop trying to hide, right? And it is what is. So many guys right. are so fearful, though, because, yeah, if you are who you are, sadly, as a man, you will get canceled. Like, it is what it is. Mm. So. Yeah, so one thing that I, like, I'm known for is, like, I have no filter. And I'm, like, kind of, like, brutally honest. I'm, right. I obviously have a filter, but, like, with, like, certain people in like my family, I don't – it's my grandma. You know, no one cusses right <laughs> your ass. But um, right. when it comes to, like, people, like, I have no filter. I, I'm a, I, I cuss a lot. It's just who I am. It's part of my language. But, like, I'm brutally honest. I'll tell you how it is straight up, and that's just how I am because – I feel like I'm more of a think as they speak than a think before they speak guy. So like I literally just say whatever pops in my head. Sometimes it ends up good. Sometimes it ends up bad. You know, just kind of roll the dice. Right. Sometimes yeah. it, can be, it can be too pretty honest, but I'd rather tell someone like my boys the truth and hurt their feelings and then think they're doing something right and they're completely wrong. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind offending other people as long as I'm speaking the mm -hmm. truth because they're being told a bunch of lies all the time that make them happy. Mm -hmm. I don't mind being that one person that ruins their day, but at least I told them the fucking truth. Okay. So right. it is what it is, but so many people put feelings over facts and, uh, it is what it is. So that's, yeah, that's the, it's, it's we're in a world now where feelings are more important than facts because every girl's argument, whenever you say something logical, like I'm sure you've seen on fresh and fill all the time. Well, I feel like, well, it's like, we don't give a fuck what you feel like. Is this yeah. actual, like, this is the truth. This yeah. Cause if like, it's your feelings, you're always going to technically win. If it's all about your feelings and yeah, sure you win. There you go. <laughs> right. It's like, I feel like the world's <laughs> flat, but it's not. Okay. We got a question here. What would you recommend to grow your social media and get your name out there? Just do post, just post. It's going to, it's going to take time, but you know, collab with people, like hit up, DM with people like, Hey, you don't honestly got to pay for a shout out, but just like get other creators in the niche, like, like me and Logan are doing, you know, collab with them and just like, just grow that way. But you, you got to post in the first place. Yeah. If you've made a hundred videos and you don't have more than a hundred followers, then reach out to me and I'll, I'll help you out. But I guarantee hey. if you have over a hundred videos on your profile, you're going to have a lot of followers. Mm. You're going to have a lot of people. You're going to be getting a lot of views, a lot of attention. Dude, do not be asking these questions unless you have 100 videos at least. Like, Right. So, Your first 100 videos are going to suck ass. Yeah, exactly. So you need to post more and learn more. And when you post more, you're going to learn more. It's like there's so many people who want to learn about business throughout college. Like, oh, I'm going to go to college for four years to learn about business, but they've never started a business. Like, mm -hmm. If you start a business the same time someone's going to college for business, you're going to be way farther ahead than the guy who's just learning about it. So, Exactly. So, I mean – like I said, you just you just got to post, man. You know, you you hop on the stream and you ask for advice. Yet, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you have fucking YouTube at your fingertips, dude. 
if you want to learn how to post better or do better things, look it up on YouTube. Like I, I learned how to work out and like get biggest fuck in the gym from YouTube. And now I'm using the information that I learned, reciprocating it in my own words and then giving out to my, my viewers, you know, cause YouTube is the best resource ever, but it can also be the worst resource. You can get on there and yeah. watch degenerate shit. Where you can get on there and actually use it for learning and not, not mental masturbation because what you're going to fuck up is you're going to watch videos while you're eating fucking pizza and beating your dick and you're you're productive. It's bullshit. Yeah. I I hate TikTok, but if you use TikTok, you're definitely going to grow very fucking quickly. Oh my like, gosh. It is incredible yeah, for growing. Yeah. Like if you, I hate TikTok so much, but if you want to purely just grow your social medias, um, TikTok is the way to go. But remember, TikTok is very temporary. Like you'll get banned for whatever reason. Like they, mm-hmm. they'll ban, shadow ban you for whatever reason. So try to move all your followers and try to make a funnel for your followers as Absolutely. soon as possible. And yeah, with, you need to follow with TikTok, them. With TikTok, most of your followers too, like they're not really followers. They just click the follow button because it's, it's all for you page based. Yep. So yep. just like you said, just transfer, try to transfer them to at least Instagram. Instagram is a at little least. bit better because you have a profile. You have like, you have a call to action, a bio and everything. It looks a lot better. Yep. But best case scenario, YouTube, Spotify podcast because I feel like YouTube and then the podcast are where your real authentic followers are going to be because it's long form content. They're sitting down actually wanting to watch you. Like with Logan, I found you through the podcast. I literally, I used to do a sales job where I'd be driving around for eight hours a day and I just have your shit on repeat, you know? So literally on oh, yeah. repeat. And that's all. And I just listen to it because like music, music is great, but you know, it comes to a point where like if you're doing something mundane and boring, like chores around the house, pop a podcast on, learn something while you're doing it. You know, it's just, it's the little things that add up. It really right. is. hundred percent. Yeah, that's definitely how you, you get your name out there on social media. And if you, a little tip for you too, controversial shit blows up. Yeah. That, about, the, if you mention anything yeah. about women, it blows the fuck up. Cause yeah, all these fucking simps, all it's, they're all going to get on there. Blah, 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 blah. I, oh, that's not true. You know, I love my girl. It's, yeah, it's, don't be afraid to start beef. Like I was always oh, starting dude. beef on TikTok. Like <laughs> yeah. I would just I would just do it like feminist and I'd do it all these like gay dudes who are all about the LGBTQ bullshit saying mm-hmm. alpha males aren't real. I was like I I just do it them and troll with them and dude, it would get so it many works views. so well. It's you so funny. Social media all attention is good attention. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing too with the comments. Like if you're wanting to start YouTube or like TikTok, ignore the comments. Dude, they're going to be all hate. But you gotta realize these people are sitting, taking the time out of the day to type on their fucking computer some hateful shit, and you know they're wasting their own time. And, and like it's a, it's a video. They think your comments gonna affect you in some way, but it's like, oh, go kill yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me just go do that real quick. Like I give a fuck. With you. <laughs> yeah. No. But you're always gonna get hate if you always. ever do something you want to do. You're gonna get hate by someone. Okay. And you even if you are. Yeah, it, 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 you're going to get loads of hate. You're always going to get somewhat hate doing anything you do, but you're going to get loads of hate when you do what you really want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of my best views were actually me like responding to hate comments. Like They'd be like, oh, you don't get girls. And I just reply to their TikTok um, fucking comment with a video of me getting girls. I'm like, bro, you guys are fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And then everyone in the comments would be like, L this dude, L this dude, L this dude. Fucking. Yeah. dude it, it's, love, it's funny. I kind of love the meme culture. Like when everyone's like, it is. Yo, L, like L Riz, L Riz, L like yeah, yeah. Them. It's so funny to watch them. Yeah, Riz, Riz is just like a word that just came out like pretty recently too. It's I was weird. like, what it's the? Like, f- I'm like, like, what the Riz. fuck is Riz? Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's just I, game. I'm just calling it game. Yeah, I would use yeah. It. So in your words, what would you define as like game? Yeah, so like game is just basically the most important thing of a, a man's understanding of women is basically game. So if you are good at game, you have somewhat of an understanding of women, right? And the most right. basic game 
is understanding what women say and what they do are two completely different oh things. Oh, it's so opposite, right? opposite sometimes. Yeah. Completely... So if you, yeah, if I could tell a level of where a guy's at in his game with women, it's just by how he understands them. If he's mm -hmm. confused by them, whatever. Um, and you could, it's very easy to tell if this guy has game or not. Yeah, I'll give he'll... a perfect example. Like if yeah. a girl says, oh my gosh, I miss you so much. I, I like you so much. And then she leaves you delivered for like two days. Bruh. She don't like yeah. you. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's like a very simple concept, but he's completely right. It's like understanding what they say and what they meet or like what they do. Two completely different things. Right. Because a woman, will, she'll, she'll say whatever makes you feel good because she doesn't want to hurt mm -hmm. feelings. She doesn't want to, um, you know, cause trouble. She doesn't. Right. It's she, survival. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like it says, go back to those caveman days. If she said the wrong thing and became an outcast, she's fucked. Yep. And it's programmed biologically, biologically, and that's why that's the that's why women find men who are like who have, are jacked, they look good, they're confident, they find them more attractive because biologically you're programmed to find a strong mate to create offspring with. Yeah, and it doesn't exactly. seem like it because like we're in today's society where everyone's just doing white night stands, all this degenerate hoe shit. But that's it's that's how we're biologically programmed. You know, it's like when men get control uh, have control issues over women because we're territorial. So that, right. that's definitely. People don't. People lack to lack to understand science nowadays, and that's where I think everyone's fucking up. Yeah, it's it's the, this is that's the reason why men and women are so undesirable to each other because to women, men are complete simp's, or the guys that they actually want um, don't want them back, right? And to guys, for women, women are just hoes. There's too many hoes, right? So it's, it's like it's, we're it's completely. Insane. Right, and so, but the society and the elites want this to happen. They want you to be weak. They want you to be brainwashed, and they want women to be a bunch of hoes running around saying that they're men or they're better than men. This is what they want. This is all planned. This is not by accident. They, this has happened before in history. If you read the book "Hard Times Create Strong Men" by Stefan Arnio, he talks about this. Great book. This is this is this is all planned. This is all something that happens within societies and empires before they fall. This is how they get empires to fall. They turn the men weak. And then the women have to step up and they have to become in their masculine energy, which causes a bunch of issues because women, when women are in power, it causes a bunch of issues because when women They're are so in power, they just, yeah, they take shit straight to the fucking ground. The relationship, they, it gets destroyed. Society, it gets destroyed. Everything mm -hmm. women are in power of, it gets destroyed. It is what it is. And what do they call um, that? Matriarchic or I can't remember. There's a word like patriarchy and there's like a matriarchal society. I can't remember which yeah, is Either way, it doesn't exist because it's never worked. Right. Yeah. Never ever seen a successful empire ran by women. You haven't. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. It's, it's it's people like people like to look at the history too, because like you said, it, it's history is literally repeated itself yeah. over and over and over again. And I, I believe right now we're in like we're in easy times, and it's creating weak men. We might be going from weak men pushing, causing hard times, maybe towards that aspect. We're definitely not in hard times whatsoever it's very easy very easy especially like you said especially for women you know just because like if a girl wants to she can hop on OnlyFans, you know post pictures post videos and then she's got a fucking full-time income yeah but i think that is bringing more hard times to guys because a lot of guys are experiencing not getting laid a lot of guys are experiencing depression because they're not getting attention from women um and a lot of guys are not getting what they want, right? So mm -hmm. that is is it is going to lead to hard times, and guys are going to start to get fed up. At one point, mm -hmm. guys can only take so much. Like, as humans, you can only take so much poking until you're like, "Fuck, I needed something to change." And to all the guys who are watching my podcast or you, your YouTube videos or your Instagram, they've hit a limit of I can't take the shame, or I need to start learning mm -hmm. about this stuff, right? So those guys have already hit like the wall. Mm 
So mm-hmm. the thing about women though is they don't hit the wall until they're like single 35, 40, and they've already been ran through. But guys, the great thing about being guys, we hit the wall very quickly. It's like right after our first heartbreaks, we start to realize a bunch of things are lies. We hit the wall at a young age, which is very awesome. But sadly, women do not. So it is what it is. They're going to end up single cat ladies who are feminists and hate men. It is what it is. They're, and I yeah. bowl, I'll believe it, it boils down to the parenting. It's a, yep. it's a very important factor because nine times out of ten, you're going to end up like your parents. Obviously, yep. there's exceptions. In certain ways, you're not going to. But for the most part, the way you, your father and your mother treat each other and how they treated you is like your quality. Like I believe in my, my personal opinion, if I were to raise a daughter – I feel like I would I wouldn't necessarily spoil her, but I make sure she's happy and I treat her very well with lots of respect and under, make her understand like that her purity is her value, you know. Right. Because um, it's like you see her, all these hoes like oh she's got daddy issues she's got daddy issues because they're chasing that validation from other men because her father didn't give it to her. Right. That's what I that's what I understand from it. Yeah, and not only that is the girl's gonna look at what the mom does. So if you're dating a hoe, then she's gonna be like, "Oh, mommy's a hoe, so I'm gonna be a hoe too." It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. Like, and sadly, most most households are like ending up fatherless, right? And when mm-hmm. households are fatherless, the crime rates go up. The son's more likely to be in prison. The daughter's more likely to be in a, a stripper or whatever. Like, what, the chances go out the roof when the father is not in the household. So being a father figure in the household is incredibly important, but that's what they want to destroy. They want to destroy the household. They want to destroy down the family. So that happens. They want everyone to rely on the government, right? Because now all these single moms are relying on the government for money, housing, and food Mm -hmm. because the government's like, hey, cool, you're single and you're divorced. We're going to give you money. And daughter and like little girls are growing up. I'm seeing videos of little girls growing up saying, oh yeah, I want to grow up as a single mom. Like what the fuck? Why? Oh, because I get paid to. It's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense, right? So it's like, you'll see, like, they want this to happen. It's all more money in their pockets. So it is what it is, but people need to start waking up. And when people live off the government, they can control them. Yep. The government can control them pretty much. Like you said, the the fatherlessness today is actually insane. And I hate to say it, but I I think I've looked at the stats, and it says it's mostly in the black communities. Yep, yep. Like I said, it sucks to see, but there's a change that needs to happen. And like I said, we're going into hard times when men – are waking up like i feel like the self-improvement niche is getting bigger and bigger every single day because like people like hamza people like first man people like you hopefully me soon on youtube yeah for it like people like us are like preaching this message like listen there's a better life out there and you don't have to sit around and fucking sit in your room at late at night fucking beating off two or three times a day you know just to feel good but what people want people want nowadays is they want it to be easy and quick no one wants to put the work in to like get, get that dream body, the six pack abs, you know, the rotation of beautiful women, you know, the good looks. It takes work and no one wants to work now. Yeah, I mean, and to the guys who don't want to put in effort or they're too lazy, it's like, dude, everyone's going to appreciate it. And not only is everyone else going to appreciate it, but you are going to appreciate it that mm. you spent all this time. Um, because if you get something very quickly and for something that's very cheap, you're not going to appreciate it. Like that's the one thing guys are always complaining about the price of something or they're complaining about how much time it takes. It's like, dude, you're paying for what you get. If you are trying to get something within five minutes, chances are it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. If you're only paying a dollar or $2 for that thing, it's probably not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, that's just what I understand. It's like, Hey, if I'm going to pay more, it's going to be good. And this is what everyone understands. Like if you spend more time into something, invest more money, it's going to be better. So that's, that's why I say like my, my, my marketing strategy is like, I'm, I show guys, I'm like, guys, if 
if you want to get the better, if you want to get the hot, ten out of ten, gorgeous girls, if you want to date more women, you know, you need to focus on your physique. Obviously, that's true in some cases, but you know, you, you see like fat guys with gorgeous women because you know, confidence, charisma, a lot of things factor in. But I feel like physique and looks get you in the door, especially right. if you're approaching a woman. If you're you know, you're a bigger guy, or you're fat, you know, whatever, you're ugly. If you want to call yourself ugly, I don't care. Walk up to her. She's gonna give the guy who's like hot, six pack abs, a better chance than the guy who's dad bod, beer gut, you know, crooked teeth, whatever, whatever it fucking may be. And right. then I tell guys like. The reason a physique is so important is because it's, it's a statement. It says because you can't buy it. There's no tricks, tips and tricks to getting a good one. There's no cheat codes. You have to, It takes hard work, dedication, and consistency. And women and men both understand that. That's why you're generally more respected. I've, I've seen a lot more respect and a lot more attraction and choosing signals from girls just by working out for a couple of years and you know getting a decent amount of muscle. It, it's insane the transition that just from looking good makes. Right, 100%. So did you, were you always – you said you were wrestling, correct? Yeah, so I was wrestling throughout high school. I joined wrestling uh, freshman year, and I was put on the varsity, varsity team. Um, and then wrestled freshman, sophomore. And then I think around junior year was COVID. Or is senior – is he a senior or junior year? Oh, okay, senior year during COVID. So I wrestled for three years, and then senior year it was kind of off and on due to COVID. That's how um, mine was. I got, like, my year I cut in half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh, – yeah, and then I was always somewhat doing rest, or jiu-jitsu on the side and some ground game on the side with some other dudes. Always training with like MMA and UFC fighters on the side for fun. Um, because a lot of uh, UFC fighters, like kids, went to our wrestling team because our team was so good. Um, so you'd see oh, wow. like, yeah, like UFC fighters, kids, and UFC fighters always be in our in a wrestling room. Um, so it was pretty tight. But uh. Yeah, now I'm starting to do more jiu-jitsu. Um, probably want to get more into boxing, stand-up, maybe some more Muay Thai. Dude, boxing is a whole different type of cardio, bro. Because I, yeah. I, I work out and stuff. I was like, oh, dude, I'm, gonna be, I'm in shape. I'm going to be fine. Dude, first time I went, puked like three times. It was terrible. But like, yeah. after you get done, like it's like you feel so good about yourself. Like Your confidence is like, holy shit, I just, you know, I just worked my ass off for two hours boxing. Yeah. And it, it releases so much anger. It's like the gym. It releases so much anger because you're sitting there fucking punching shit for an hour and a half, yeah. two hours. So yeah, get, like getting like getting your ass beat in a in a correct in the in a correct area. It, it, yeah, in correct environment, it really does like help your confidence, mm-hmm. understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it's enjoyable, you know? I tell guys, it's like, you, you're scared of girls. Go do a couple sparring matches. I guarantee you, you won't be scared of them anymore. Because it's a yeah. If you're getting hit by a grown fucking man, you see some little tiny girl who's petite. You're not gonna give a fuck what she thinks. Yeah, when you, exactly. When you can whoop ass properly, and you can get you got your ass whooped before. You don't give a fuck about the opinion. Of exactly. Others. Yep. Dude, it like is martial important. arts is, is is a lot like gym, like exercise, period, like a body transformation, and like learning how to fight. It is like life changing shit. Like people don't understand like. For the rest of your life, you, you if you commit to like working out and doing and boxing, dude, like you're learning skills that like 80% of the people in this world don't know. Maybe a little right. more. I'm, that's not an accurate statistic. I'm just yeah, it, yeah, but you'll 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 be able to know like, oh, I can beat that guy up. Oh, I can't beat that guy up. Chances of me finding this dude, you know, you, you'll understand. You'll be able to look around. It's 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 gonna help you logistically navigate throughout the world for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's super important skill that all guys need to have. Um, it builds your confidence, um, and it's it's just super good thing to it's learn. A crazy, it's a crazy confidence building. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's like you it's just so you good. just walk different when you know you like you could whoop some ass. 
Yeah. But anyways, we're hitting a minute 15 or an hour 15. You want to keep going a little bit longer or you have some stuff? Yeah, if you have, if you have what, however many questions, dude, I'm down. I'm down for uh, So I honestly, questions. to be honest with you, I've been free balling it. I ran out of questions. I only wrote Okay. <laughs> Fuck I it. Fuck not, it. I did not prepare. I did not prepare. <laughs> well, Eric told me to get 20, but I was being a lazy hoe. So um, definitely. This dude is a lazy hoe. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm trying to record a podcast. Don't talk right now. Yeah, he's my little bitch. Uh, okay, so. Any, any questions for me you'd like to ask? Anything else? <clears throat> yeah, let's see. Let's see how many I got. You just want to wrap it up like an hour and a half? Yeah, sure. So uh, what? Like, so what's your goal for Alpha Awareness? Your final goal? Final goal. Goals? So you ever heard of like, you ever seen like Mike Thurston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, Dude, I like he's him. A, he's a real G. I kind of like, I, he's kind of like one of my bigger role models because like he's at a level where like he has his own personal brand on app. And like he hangs out the Tates. Like, I don't want to be a fanboy, but like it'd be fucking legendary to hang out the Tates for just one day. Because like, the difference between seeing somebody online and like watching the content and seeing them in person is like dramatically different. Like, he's like you kind of like look up to them a little bit when you see them on social media. When you meet them in person, like this is just a normal human being. But they're just farther and better. They did, went through life and they're better in life than I have been so far. And what I, with my business, I want. I have a goal of being a millionaire by twenty five. And I, I full on plan to hang that goal with whichever way possible, whether this works out, whether it doesn't, I don't care. I'm going to be like, I, I made a promise to myself millionaire by 25. And if I was only hold on to my that goal and I believe it in my mind, uh, mind, body, soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it, I know I'm going to get there. Now with this, obviously I my main goal is to teach men, you know, that they need to wake up kind of like it's the matrix. You need to wake up, like realize like how the world really is. I wouldn't recommend going the red pill route. But the red pill taught me a lot. Like told me the yeah. truth, the truth of women, the truth of the world. Like it took me so long to realize that I'm not the main character in my own story. That's what social media is really portrayed. Like you're the main character in your own story. Regardless if I'm at home, you know, doing nothing all day or I'm out working my ass off, making money, the world is still gonna turn. The world's gonna do their own thing. Like when I went to I went to a visit to Chicago um, a couple weeks ago for work when I had that I had my last job. And dude, like so it was like seeing so many people it was insane to me because i grew up in a smaller area so when i saw all these people going around i realized like man I'm, i really don't fucking matter in the large scheme of the world you know what i mean obviously these are my the people in my life they they matter to me but like everyone tries to be the main character in the story like everyone should just like care about them only you know what i mean that's where people fuck up it's like so my goal is realistically to become a person who's like Pretty much to put in simple terms, I want my last name to mean something. Does that make sense? Right. I, my, unfortunately, my father wasn't able to do that, and I want to be able to be a man, guy who teaches men how they can get the girls, look good, feel good, you know, level up their mental health. Because I feel like it's a big issue with today. All these guys are like, I feel like a lot of guys have the victim mindset. Like, why is this happening to me? My life sucks. It's like, dude, you make like wherever you are in life is your fault. That's why I don't yep. believe that. When you blame everything on yourself. It puts you into action to get work done. Going off topic here, but for the so the main goal of my channel is definitely like just to teach as many men as possible. But ultimately, it's a business. I do need. I do want to make money. I want to make a full time income so I can travel the world. And all I need is a laptop and an internet connection, and I can make money. I can post content, do all kinds of stuff. I just want to be free from the nine to five shit. You know what I mean? I want to be able to work for myself. Right. Yeah. Because freedom, freedom is happiness. Money doesn't exactly. buy happiness. Money buys freedom and freedom buys happiness. Exactly. For sure. 
also, oh, I forgot to mention as well. Also, I obviously want to buy like my mom her retirement home, retire them both. My and my dad, I want to buy my dad his like dream Corvette. He wants one so bad. And you know, yeah, dude, I, how are your so are your parents like pretty like do they like full on believe in you? Like they like 100% like you, yeah, he's gonna do this thing because my parents are like yeah, so, iffy, like they're like they they know I'm capable of doing it, but it's they're like they don't they don't they're an older generation, so they don't see it's like realistic, like having an online business and making income, yeah. So the whole with my mom and my dad my mom is always like oh yeah you, you could do whatever you want i know so but she's not very like logistical my dad's very logistical right so mm-hmm. he's like okay what's the logistics of like becoming a, a social media star or whatever oh that's so but then, epic. yeah and then so like but my dad also he understood but either way they both want me to be safe right so whatever right they both want me to be safe right your parents always want you to be safe that's the downside of listening to your parents and they don't your want you to take risks they don't want yeah they don't want you to take risks right um I, I understand that so i'll i'll pick and choose what i need to hear and what i don't need to hear exactly yeah so that's the one thing people don't understand is like you don't have to fully cut out your family like sometimes you do right but mm-hmm. you know with me i don't need to fucking cut out my whole entire family you know i i could disagree with them it's not a big deal some people you know they have to cut out their family because their family just doesn't believe them at all like their family is right. trying to get them to do things they don't want to do i know some dudes who became super successful but they had to they had to literally like leave they had to fucking just ditch their house not tell their family um and they just had to leave the state they're in and go move to another state and just wow. grind out yeah wow. so it, but now they're super successful right so yeah it was worth it you know yeah and so me and nathan were always like dude i just want to be put into the fucking fire like i i wish like i wish i was just like i didn't have all the things i was given but it's a blessing right so you got to use it Absolutely. what you were given you got to use you know so, but i just wish i wasn't just you know i wish i was just thrown directly into the fire but it is what it is you know i like it is nice. It, hey, if you look good, it's a benefit. You know, if you don't look good, no big deal. But I, you know, I'm blessed. Like, hey, I look good. Like, I have a lot of people who support me. It is what it is. You know, so I, I have to use that to my benefits, right? I absolutely um, agree. Yeah, like, there's no reason to just throw all that shit away when I can mm-hmm. use it to my advantage. And but, some people are given way different advantages than others. It is what it is. Hundred percent. Like, so I, the way I grew up was like, I, I didn't have a really have a tough childhood. You know, the only issues I really ever had problems with was my dad being an alcoholic but since then he's like he's like he's sober now and he's fine you know so but i was a very very middle class you know i always had fucking wi-fi i always had food on the table and and i didn't realize how privileged it was until i met my best friends they grew up rough and they kind of opened my eyes like how life could really be but i i see what you're saying like i i want to be like thrown in that fire grew up rough because it gives me the motivation like the 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 hustle to like work as hard as possible because like have you like I'm sure you've heard the, the story of Elon Gazi, you know, he lived in the projects, single mother. He did do he had to become the man of the family. And same with the Tates, like they were, grew up in like the the projects of like I can't remember it was like England or something like that. And then they resorted to kickboxing because they were broke. And they, they <laughs> I remember one thing they just they named it like a, a dish flavor and it was just bland ass food. <laughs> and they just used that to build muscle. Like I want I want I want to like I appreciate for what I I grew up with and what I have. But like I said, I just want to like be throwing the fire and like test my limits, like see what I can really accomplish when I'm like it's cutthroat. Right. Yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to somewhat leave or disconnect yourself from the family. Um. It's just too much. It's too much softness. You know. Like even mm-hmm. being around your siblings, um, being around your mom. If you grow up purely around your mom and you have a bunch of sisters around you, and that's all you're around, a bunch of girls. Yeah. You're gonna be around a bunch of softness. It is what that's it is. That's why I was a simp like most of my life because my mom yeah. was very like my mom had a large impact. I'm like I'm, I'm a mama's boy pretty much. She yeah. had a lot of impact on me. So, you know how moms are. They say, treat a girl right, you know, 
give her all give her gifts you know etc you, you know the story you know the story yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah i definitely agree with that yeah yeah but with my dad he understands like okay like he understands my message and what i'm trying to, to mm -hmm. say and uh he, he's very religious right and so he understands okay you know you're you're speaking that you're speaking words that guys need to hear um and if they're not hearing it through god then they're going to be hearing it through you whatever um and so he understands like, yeah, this is what you're saying is super, super important. Um, and he, and he, he and I both know, despite whatever happens, um, even when the world is fucking ending, like what I'm doing is super, super important. Um, and that, that's just the big picture because he understands the big picture of everything. And I told him like, yeah, I know, like you want me to do this or do that. But at the end of the day, you know, it, this is something that I understand that's super, super important. And he's starting to understand like the importance of it now. Um, because, you know, there's some things that just happen and you start to realize, oh, wow, like this is actually impacting my life. You don't realize how much these things are impacting your life until you realize, yeah, feminism is like directly impacting your life, directly impacting the chances you have with meeting a beautiful woman, like beautiful women or be meeting like healthy women. Like it impacts every aspect of a man's life. So like feminism, all this other shit I'm fighting against is, is super, super important. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm super glad I have a huge following of guys who, fight back against feminism and all these horrible fucking beliefs that they're trying to put on men and women. Um, but yeah, you know, Dude, I love so, debating with feminists. It's so fun. Yeah. Cause they it, have it, no valid arguments for their, you know, they, have, they just like, the, I feel like shit. They don't have, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have factual evidence to back anything out. It's like, dude. Yeah. And it's always like funny, like watching them, like, like they go silent. They like, just don't know what to say next. But exactly. um, I have a question for you. Um, this one's a little personal for me because I've, I've experienced it a lot, definitely in the past when I was just doing TikTok. But have you ever experienced like imposter syndrome? What's that? So pretty much it's like you, uh, you at some points in your life, like say you're doing YouTube or whatever, it's like you feel like you shouldn't like, is this like able, is this ever going to work? Like, should, am I really someone to be giving advice on this? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'll there always be people who are like, Oh, you're too young. Or what do you know? I've even been questioned this in real life. Right. What do you know? Like, like I you're too myself, young. Right. I like, like yeah. do I really know this? I'm 20 years old. Like who might be teaching advice? Exactly. And then, you know, I, the same answer I give to myself is like, all I know is what I'm doing is good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So even if I am saying stuff that you don't believe is right, or it could be somewhat inaccurate to whatever you think and usually you know we're always fucking right and then they i know i'm fucking right compared to these dudes who i'm looking at where these guys are at and they're like they're in a shitty position they hate their lives i know their wife is cheating on them and they're telling me what do you know it's like well i know mm -hmm. that you are not happy <laughs> it's like oh, that's guys, pretty much it so uh, you don't need to work out and he's freaking obese as fuck exactly so i understand like i know what i'm doing is good you know it might not be liked but I understand that it's what the world needs, right? They might not like it. It's just like Batman. Like no one, no one likes Batman, but it, it's what Gotham needed. Okay. Right. That's, and I, 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 and I understand that. It's like, dude, like I know a lot of people are not going to like me. I know it's going to turn a lot of people off, but it's what the world needs. And that's mm -hmm. the most biggest, right. that's the most important thing. So yeah, I might be too young. I might not know enough. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to learn more and I'm going to be way farther ahead than every single person Absolutely. around me. Yeah. So like, yeah, I could just work a normal job and I could just work, you know, a regular job and just do what everyone else does. Yeah, and then eventually, 
yeah, eventually I'll grow the balls to create a YouTube channel. It's like, no, I have the balls now. I'll do it now. Why, right. the, why the fuck do I have to wait? Like, <laughs> the best thing that so, helped me with like getting over that imposter syndrome that was someone like, you know, like, who am I? I'm only 20 years old. Well, the way I thought about it, it's, it's the hand. I listened to Ams when he said this. He says, there's always somebody who's one step below you. Yep. So no matter what, you're there's going to be an audience for you because there's someone who's like, who's like they're on their shit, they're working out, like they're they look good, they're they're good with girls, but you know they want to start creating content. They can literally just copy the way I did things. Like I have no like if guys want to copy my videos, like I don't give a fuck word for word, or like even copy my like the aesthetics of my channel, go for it. Because like it's whether regardless, this is a competition. You know, it's who can get all the people. But with the social media something with this, the social media stuff is with this niche, there's constantly more guys just waking the fuck up. So like people are like people ask, like, is this is it saturated in this in this niche, quote unquote? Never. Because time the time is now where more guys are waking up more than ever because this propaganda has been displayed all over the the West, like the United States especially. Like the, the feminism, the simping, you know. We can go into a long list of stuff that it's been done, right. but like the best time is now. Like, there's always someone below you, one step, whether it be working out, mindset, etc. So, yeah, I never really looked in. Like, I always, yeah, when people start telling you, "Oh, the saturation," you tr they try to. Everyone's trying to get you to worry. Everyone's trying to get you to worry about mm -hmm. something. Okay, fear. Fear. Um, yeah, they're trying to put fear onto you about whatever thing. Even if you're doing something good, you know, they're like, "Oh, is it saturated?" Whatever. But I always, when I was always looking at Corey and all these other YouTubers, this is all I saw. So to me, I was like, yeah, everyone's doing it. Like everyone that I like is doing it. So I might as well do it myself, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you start doing it yourself, you start to realize, oh, wow, there's a lot of people who are doing what I'm doing. And, you know, you start, you know, some people will get worried about the competition. They, some people get worried about, oh my God, I'm going to lose followers. I'm going to lose fans to this mm -hmm. guy. Like me, as I under, like, even if I don't make a bunch of money from this, I don't mind. As long as I get a lot of people to, or I, even a certain group, I've already gotten enough people. I'm already happy with the number of dudes I have now. And it's still growing, you know, mm -hmm. but I have so many people who I've changed like dramatically, you know, and they mm -hmm. move on to other content creators and things like that. As long as I can change someone's life and I make impact on someone's life, that's, that's what really matters to me is like, yeah, the numbers and stuff are cool, whatever. Um, but I understand like I've changed over a million dudes lives. Like it's, it's a pretty powerful thing. And if I could right. do more then that's great. If not, because it's too saturated or whatever, then at least I know when I die, I was one of those dudes who helped that million group of million dudes, you know? So that's Absolutely. the one thing I know is like, when I die, I want to know, hey, what I was doing when I was younger was actually impactful for other people's lives. So right. another thing is, too with, with this niche, this it can never be too saturated because the people who watch you, watch you a lot for your personality as well. Because a lot of the advice in this niche is somewhat the same. That's, that's very generalized. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing people, new. But... There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it's like you want to get more girls, build your confidence, look good. It's it's the yep. basic shit. Yeah. But everyone says it differently, and it's your personality. Like like every, a lot of people like Tate because he's very he's, he's he's a very good speaker. He's very entertaining. He's yeah. good at speaking, especially on podcasts. He he gets a little heated, but that's for the marketing. It's flawless. Dude, it's dude, flawless dude, though. He's so good at marketing, dude. It's insane. Yeah. So we're hitting that one hour and a half mark. So I'm gonna do this last question, and then we'll go ahead and get this finish up. What is yep. the best way to retain girls while focusing on your purpose? Yeah, so if you want, that's, that's the thing is focusing on your purpose will retain really, girls. When you're that guy and she sees that you're like, you, can, you might not even be that guy, but when she says, sees that you're ambitious and you're actually actually working on yourself and like you're her little like little attitude or like the way the things she says or does doesn't fucking bother you one bit and you stay in your frame, dude, 
usually they tend to like you more. But yep. you gotta watch out for them 304s. Yep. You can't, <laughs> yeah. You can't fall in love with them because no matter how good the pussy is, that's that's what happened with me, bro. When I first got into self improvement. I fell in love with a girl for like three months because the pussy was good and she left me. I met, but, oh, but heartbreak, like it's a it's a limited motivation for like three months, bro. Heartbreak is yeah. good. It teaches you yeah. so much. Definitely. Shout out to that. It's a, it's yeah. It's a, it's a negative energy that you could turn into something positive. That's the most beautiful thing is once you understand that anything negative that happens to you, you could turn into something positive, like working on your business or working on your body, whatever. Um, like, but so many guys just angry. Just, you're angry. Yeah. You're some. Angry. Yeah. Just don't. Throw it away, jerking off to porn. Like, actually invest it. Like, convert it. Like, that's the most beautiful thing. Is you can convert negative things that happen to you into something that's positive for you. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah. Especially with martial arts, dude. If like, like you're dealing with a heartbreak, just punch the fuck out of the bag properly. Yeah. Or yeah. like you said, jujitsu. Like, it's the best thing ever. Like, just any form of like um, exercise. It, it just it instantly puts you in a better mood when you're done because like the chemicals that release, I think it's like, I think it's serotonin or endorphins. It's one of the two, but exercise is great because it's a way for you to take out your anger. And even if it's not exercise, like just look around you. Like, are you tired of like being in the situation you're fucking in right now? Like do something to change it. You know, if you're living in your mom's basement, do something to change it. That's I was living in my mom's fucking basement. I said, you know what? Fuck the shit. Saved up a bunch of money, got my own apartment. Yes. Am I paying out every month? So like for nothing, yeah, but I'm leaving the apartment. I can. I have my own place. I have my own shit. I can invite girls over without having to worry about what mom says. You know, yeah. what I mean? down to the yeah. basement. I have my own crib. And if you want some game with girls, get your own crib. It makes you look way better, especially because yeah, sure. it takes it takes responsibility. Yeah, definitely. But heck yeah, man, dude, it was fucking lit having you on the podcast, dude. Yeah, bro, definitely. I was a little nervous at first because I'm new to this, but <laughs> we, we clicked pretty well. We got some good chemistry going. We believe yeah. a lot of the same things. Yeah, I really don't like the red pill guys who like, who they're like they they make it so serious. And when I read Clayman's yeah. book, dude, I realized like you tickle girls, you tease them, bro. They love it so much, yeah. especially at this age, because all these guys are like either really nervous and boring, or like they're like the chads, you know, whatever. When I'm when you're just that fun guy at a party, like who's dancing, who's that, I'm, if I'm by myself, I'm still fucking dancing. I yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah, the girls love that. They love having fun. Yeah, girls with girls, without girls, like either way, you're gonna have fun no matter what. So you have to be your own party. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, if you're vibing your apartment by yourself, dude. Dance around, fucking do some. Like, it's it's your fun bus at the end of the day. Yeah, it's your fun. Yeah, bus. Yeah, your fun bus. I remember you. Yeah, I love that. It's your fun bus. Yeah. If you don't want to be on the fun bus? Get the fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Heck yeah, dude. That was a great podcast. Um, is there anything I have to do like certain just to like save this, or is it everything automatic? Yeah, so just end it and then it'll save. So. Okay, perfect. All right, boys, thank you all for. I, it's only like I said, it's only six viewers, but I'm like I don't even care. Like I got so much value from this podcast right now, and the six viewers who watched, you guys are fucking OGs. Yeah, OGs, I love it. Heck yeah, dude! I appreciate you having me. I'll DM you after a little bit. All right. Um, heck yeah, bro. See you, boys. Let's see. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool.